Hi there, and welcome to our second episode of Lady Plays. I'm Kato Phelan. And I'm Lindy Rosario. And we're your intrepid producers who will be bringing you a new play written by a female playwright every episode. This month's play is called Sunday Dinner, and it's written by Diane Grant. Sunday Dinner is a romantic comedy and features four characters. Lori, played by Kate. Charlie, played by Thomas Leverton. Violet, played by Gloria Rosen and Sylvia, played by Rebecca Miller. Be sure to stick around after the play for an in-depth interview with our playwright, Diane. Sunday Dinner, Act One. Charlie Davis, an attractive, intelligent, single man, eager to please. Lori Fleming, his girlfriend, honest, down-to-earth. Violet Costa Della Torre, Charlie's mother, twice divorced, charming and manipulative. Sylvia Cranston, Charlie's ex-girlfriend, slightly older than Lori, sophisticated and stylish. The present, a quiet Sunday evening, the living room of a one-bedroom apartment. Lori enters. She's carrying a bowl of chips and a bowl of dip. She puts the bowls on the coffee table. Charlie enters. He's carrying a set of blueprints. He puts the blueprints down and takes off his jacket. I swear, she lies in wait for me. Mrs. Bloom? Who else? Mrs. Habibi's gone to the hospital, and Mr. Habibi was white as a sheet. She's as big as a house and carrying very low, so it's got to be a boy. Or was it a girl? And the Fogarty's on fourth moved and left the place like a pigsty. So, how does the house look? <sighs> Great. <laughs> now we're going to start roofing tomorrow. Charlie takes off his boots. Lori pours two glasses of wine. Now Mark thinks he came up with the idea of steel. Galvanized panels, he says. The only way to go. He doesn't. That was your idea. He's changed the specs so many times, he doesn't remember who thought what. Architects are so nuts. Unlike contractors. They're rock solid. Sensible. Feet on the ground. Lori hands him a glass of wine. Hey. Thank you. To Davis Construction. Long may we build. Hmm. I made fried chicken. Smells good. I made it with pecan breading and honey mustard sauce. Very nice. Very nice. You take good care of me. He takes the glass from Lori's hand, pulls her onto the sofa. Well, I'm glad. So am I. (sighs) Isn't this wonderful, Charlie? It is. Today is our third of a year anniversary. (laughs) It is? We've been together four months today. You don't look a day older than when we met. Why, thank you, sir. You are still the most adorable, the sweetest, the dearest, the sexiest woman I know, have ever known, will ever know. You are the best, Charlie. The very best. And the happiest guy in the world. You know what would make everything perfect? I thought it was. It is. What would make it perfect? A dog. You're kidding. But... Not a big one. Maybe a cocker spaniel. A cocker spaniel? What do you think? Who else would take care of it? We would. We? They're no trouble, Charlie. Mrs. Bloom said she wouldn't mind if we got one. You asked Mrs. Bloom? I think Eddie's a great name, don't you? Eddie. After Uncle Eddie. He loves dogs. Who would would it belong to? To us. (sighs) I don't think either of us wants that kind of responsibility, Lori. I guess it would tie us down. I know it would. It was just a thought. Good. 
I'm happy with us the way we are. Very happy. These have been the best four months of my life. Mine too. I never thought I'd meet someone I could tell everything to. Someone who'd tell me everything. Someone to share with. It's wonderful. It's amazing. We really lucked out, didn't we? And there's so many people without anybody out there. That's right. Nobody to turn to when they need help. Nobody to talk to when they're in pain, when they're lonely. Would you like another drink, Charlie? No, thanks. I mean, look at Ma. A two-time loser. Chips. I think of her all alone in that apartment with the view of the condo next door, all by herself, day after day. She's just around the corner, Charlie. She's still alone. And, and you know she's not well. She, she doesn't know she's unhappy. That's the terrible part. How big is the chicken? Could we have her every other Sunday and not every Sunday? Do we have to talk about that now? I'm just wondering about today. Today's Sunday. Oh yeah, it is. I forgot. That's because you're working every day. And we had her last Sunday. So what if we had her last Sunday? So I had the flu and asked you not to have her. You weren't going anywhere because you were sick, so I didn't think it mattered. But I did say I wasn't feeling well. You just had to lie there. I felt trapped lying there. You could have gone out. I didn't want to go out because I had the flu. You didn't want to, so it didn't matter. It didn't matter to you. You don't have the flu today, do you? I asked you yesterday. I said, do you want to invite your mother for Sunday dinner? And you said, I don't think so. And now you say, how big is the chicken? Is it big enough for three? Ah! Oh, are you going to invite her or not? Is this your time of month? No. She grabs the chip bowl. Charlie looks at her and shakes his head. Then he goes to the telephone. Lori goes to the thermostat and turns it up. What are you doing? Turning up the heat. You know what she's going to say. What? It's like an igloo in here. When does she say that? Every time. So? Hi, Ma. Lori was just saying that we haven't seen your smiling face in a while, and we were wondering if you'd like to come over for dinner. What? It's about seven, I guess. I'll have to move the tree. I'll do it. I can do it. We would have called earlier, but we just got in. Lori struggles with the tree, trying to carry it to the other side of the sofa. <laughs> of course we do. Just us. Every time she comes over, we have to discuss the tree. Do you water it enough? It's drooping a bit, isn't it? No, you don't have to dress up. If you don't want to change, don't. No. You don't even have to think about it, Ma. What is it doing there? Ugh. Ugh. I'll do it. Which one? Yes, it's nice. It's nice. She'll try to look out the window and she'll say, I don't know why you have this tree blocking the view and then we'll have to move it. Why don't we just move it before she says that? Will you leave that for me? Whatever you want! Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ma. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, ten minutes. Slams down the phone and grabs the tree. Give me that. I asked her that the least I can do is move the tree. It's my tree, and I'm going to move it. They <sighs> struggle over the tree and move it across the room a few feet. It drops on Charlie's foot. Are you okay? Uh, no, I am not okay! Charlie collapses on the sofa, holding his foot. Yes! Lori gently rubs his foot. <sighs> Is this better? Oh the, oh, the agony has somewhat abated. Lori kisses okay. his foot. Poor little foot. 
better? Not much. They sink down into the sofa, lost to the world. I'd better go. Go where? I've got to pick up Ma. Now? Yeah? Ugh, go. She pushes him away, and his injured foot hits the floor hard. Ah! <sighs> he gingerly puts his sandals on, tries to kiss Lori. She pulls away. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going. Gets up, goes to the door. Mm, okay. I'm going. Look at me. I'm going. Go. I'm gone. He exits. Damn. She takes a chip, puts it in the dip, which spills on her shirt. Damn it. God, I wonder what would get that out. Is this your time of the month? What if it is? Great. Now I'm talking to myself. God, I can't stand that woman. Charlie <sighs> enters. I forgot my car keys. Oh, she exits to bedroom. Have you seen them? They were on the cabinet. Charlie looks at the cabinet. The keys are there. I found them. That's where they were on the cabinet. Lori enters, putting on a baseball jersey that says Davis Construction. I guess you're still mad at me. She makes me yammer. I get nervous and I talk, talk, talk about all sorts of stupid stuff. You do not talk about stupid stuff. You are charming and I love to listen to you. Thank you. I'm sorry I shouted. Ugh, what's a dinner? I'm sorry I got so upset. You always say what you think, don't you? Would you like me to pretend? Never. Just give it to me straight. I can take it. Indicating the jersey. Elegant, ain't it? Very. It belongs to Charlie Davis. He's the president of the company and the first baseman. Uh, looks better on you than it does on him. <laughs> Thanks. Charlie goes to the door and turns back. Do you want to move that tree? You know what? It looks good there. Let's leave it. Okay by me. I like it. So do I. Charlie puts his arm around her. Feels good, doesn't it? Referring to the shirt. Very good. They embrace and sink to the sofa. Let's take it off. He takes off the shirt, throws it on the floor. You have to go. I will. I will. I'll give you the world, uh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the world. I want a dog. Ruff! Ruff! <laughs> nice doggy, nice dog. <laughs> oh, the intercom. Ignore it. Charlie nuzzles Lord. Charlie jumps up and goes to the intercom. <sighs> hello, hello, hello. There's nobody there. You left me to answer the intercom? I stopped the buzzing, didn't I? You left me all alone. Let me make it up to you. Mm. He goes back to Lori and wraps her in an embrace. Mm. Well, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Mm. Bye. Ma? How'd you get here? You didn't walk, did you? I took a cab. You took a cab around the corner? Violet gives Charlie the case. He puts it on the table. What the hell is that tree doing there? How did you get in? Mrs. Bloom took pity on us. Us? Violet turns and gestures at the open doorway. 
Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! Sylvia appears and poses in the doorway. Surprise! Sylvia! Ciao, Charlie. Long time no see. Isn't this fun? Sylvia's in town. She dropped by out of the blue and I said to her, why don't you come along and we'll surprise Charlie? Are you surprised? Speechless. Is anybody gonna ask me in? Charlie stares at her. Make it soon, sweetie. I have to use a little girl's room. <laughs> come in before you burst. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just freshen up. Sylvia exits to the bathroom. Is she staying for dinner? I don't know. She just dropped by. I don't think the chicken's big enough for four. Will you pay the taxi driver, dear? He's waiting out front. Ma! It's the end of the month. Why didn't Sylvia pay for the taxi? Sylvia is my guest. Ah! Charlie exits. Lori, dear, where are you? Be right there. Violet straightens up the sofa, then lies down on it, taking up the entire space. Lori enters. Violet, what a pretty dress. It's a caftan, dear. Ah. It was so last minute, I just grabbed any old thing out of the closet. Well, it's very nice. The purple's lovely. Thank you, dear. It's Violet. Violet? Or Violet? Lori perches on the end of the sofa. Yes. I hope I'm not putting you out. Oh, no. You never do. You're not feeling well today? I drag myself over. I know how much Charlie looks forward to my visits. She puts her feet on the arm of the sofa, nudging Lori with them. I'll go get a chair. I'd give you the sofa, but I can't move about much. It's my heart. Lori picks up the chair from beside the dining table. Pardon me? It's my heart. Lori moves the chair closer to the sofa. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. It's my heart. Oh, of course, your heart. Heart is number one. Lori sits. Excuse me? Number one. The number one killer, dear. It's the number one cause of death in the country. I thought cancer was. No. Do you have something? Something? On your teeth, dear. Right there. Lori rubs her teeth. Oh, it's chocolate. Chocolate? I've been working with chocolate and there was a piece on the counter. I couldn't resist. Working with it? I have this fabulous recipe for French chocolate cake I'm dying to try, but I'm experimenting with the chocolate first. Melting chocolate is really tricky. Tell me about it. It's nothing, really. Now, now, Laurie, I'm sure it's a fascinating process. Well, there are different techniques. You could use a gentle heat, but you absolutely must avoid getting water, even a little bit of steam in the chocolate, or it seizes up. Seizes up? It goes lumpy. Sometimes it turns into a solid mass, and then it's game over. Bye-bye. That's why I like the oven method most of the time. 225 degrees is perfect, but when I'm adding milk or butter or cream, I use a heavy base saucepan. I just bought it, it's a beauty, on direct heat and watch it very, very carefully so it doesn't burn. My friend Maria thinks I'm nuts. She swears that that's totally an- Violet puts her hand on Lori's arm. Yes? It's like an igloo in here. It's about 68 degrees, I think. Could you turn up the heat? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I have to watch. Right. Lori turns up the thermostat. I see you moved the tree. Would you like a glass of white wine? Is it chilled? Lori goes over to the cabinet for the bottle. It sure is. Didn't say no. Didn't think you would. Sylvia enters. Hey there. Oh my. Relax, dear. It's only Sylvia. Who is Sylvia? I am. 
And you must be Lori. I guess I must. I've heard a lot about you. You have? Well, Charlie didn't tell me you were coming. He didn't? No, he didn't. Vi didn't tell me how pretty you are. Sylvia looks around for a place to sit. I'll get the other chair. It's in the kitchen. She thrusts the bottle into Sylvia's hand and rushes off into the kitchen. She's such a ditz. Wine. Sylvia sits in Lori's chair. What do you think? I don't know, Vi. She's kind of cute. So's a Disney dog. How about that fish wallpaper in the bathroom? Do you think she actually bought that little boudoir chair? My dear, architectural digest. Lori enters from the kitchen, carrying a chair. Here we go. She puts the chair down on the other side of the sofa and sits. Help yourself to chip and dip. Almost gone. Violet shows her the almost empty chip bowl. Lori grabs it. Excuse me, make yourself at home. Bring some glasses, will you, dear? You got it. She exits to the kitchen. Violet picks up the dip bowl. Be right there. Take your time, dear. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> Lori enters with a bag of potato chips, the chip bowl, a wine glass, and a water glass. She gives the wine glass to Violet and the tumbler to Sylvia. I'm sorry about this glass. Do you mind, Sylvia? Dr. Spock. I love it. My dear, it's divine. So original. Free from Burger King. <laughs> Lori tears open the potato chip bag and pours chips into the bowl. She spills the chips on the floor, picks the chips up off the floor, and not knowing what to do with them, puts them in the bowl. Violet holds out her glass. Here we go. Will you partake, darling? Just a splash. Thank you. Don't forget yourself, Lori. You could use one. Right. Thank you. Oh! Ah! Oh. <clears throat> Lori goes to the intercom. Who is it? It's me. I forgot my key. He forgot his key. <laughs> What's he doing out front? I took a cab. You took a cab around the corner. I don't have a car. That's right. I once had the most beautiful red Ferrari. My dears, you should have seen that car. Vi, I drove a Ferrari when I was in Florence. How marvelous. Rico, my second husband. Mm, Charlie's stepfather. He talks about him a lot. I guess so. I've heard he was adorable. He was Italian. He adored Ferraris. He actually wore driving gloves. How I laughed when I saw those gloves. We'd race across the Mojave Desert, 125 miles an hour, screaming our heads off. A wild man. Such fun. You were in Florence. Sylvia's an interior decorator. She flies all over the world for her clients. London, Santiago, Firenze. Florence. Firenze is Florence. Right. Which reminds me, Vi. She pulls two airplane bottles of alcohol out of her purse. Ta-da! What fun, thank you. What do you do, Lori? I'm a court reporter. Actually, I'm studying to be a court reporter. I work in a bank. Gosh. How do you like Lori's little things? They're very nice. 
Really? Most of the things are Charlie's. I brought my collections with me when I moved in. And the tree. You collect things. I'm not a serious collector. My mom started me on the teacups. How nice. She picks up a teacup and admires it. What I love is that painting. It makes the room, don't you think? I guess she does. She gave it to Charlie. Violet. You did, dear. And the rest of the room? My art deco period. I thought you were Vi's friend. Well, I am. We've been pals for ages. We had so much fun, didn't we, Syl? We used to do lunch and then we shop, 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 shop. shop. Zoom around, hit the fashion shows, the theaters, the boutiques, the galleries, the you name it. Really? Charlie introduced us. So you're Charlie's friend too. I used to be. Were you good friends? Charlie enters. Violet pours the last of the wine into hers and Sylvia's glass. <sighs> Welcome back. What took you so long? I met Mrs. Bloom in the hall. Mrs. Happybee at Twins. He glares at Violet. Was the cab expensive, dear? Everything's relative, Ma. Related to the U.S. deficit, it was cheap. I am Harry at the housebound, except for an occasional cab. I didn't steal the Ferrari. Rico loved that car. There is the bus, Ma. I never use public transportation. Fortunately, I have no place to go. God, it's hot in here. Looks at the thermostat. What happened to this? I didn't turn it off. Charlie turns the thermostat down. Gosh, Charlie, I'd forgotten how tall you were. Chips. And you're so tall, too. Gosh, thank you. Join us, for heaven's sake. How about a glass of wine? No, thank you, Ma. Come on, do you good. Picks up the empty wine bottle. Whoops. Dead soldier. I think we have another bottle. Good. Do you want some help? I can do it. Thank you. You'll want to get reacquainted. She exits to the kitchen. Charlie stands indecisively. Violet points to the chair next to Sylvia. Will you sit? Charlie places the chair as far away from Sylvia as possible. She poses at the end of the sofa, smiling. Doesn't Sylvia look lovely, dear? Great, just great. Have you put on a little weight? Nope. Will you excuse me? I'll just freshen up, too. She exits to the bathroom. So, you're in town. I had a couple of weeks and nothing to do, and I thought, why not look up some old friends? Catch up. Vi says, you and Mark are doing well. Business is good. It's picking up. I'm not surprised. You do terrific work. Are you still doing some remodeling? Some. I'm dying to take a look at Philippe's cantina again. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was such a hole in the wall when you started. No job too big. No, no job, job too, too small. small. <laughs> I loved working on that. Do you remember the fight we had over the flooring? <laughs> to tile or not to tile? That was the question. And the tomain poisoning? I was so sick. God, yes. So was I. Who said the special of the day looks good? Marked it. Is he still changing the specs? <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, you've made some changes. Mm-hmm. How's Miami? Still the happening place? So they tell me. 
Lori seems very nice. How's the ice cream salesman? Import-export. How's the import-export salesman? He wasn't a salesman, sweetie. Wasn't? He's in Rome. He's a jerk. What well, goes around comes around. Charlie. I'm so sorry. You were always so good to me. I made a mistake. People make mistakes. You know that. Puts her hand on his knee. Uh. I miss you. Lori enters and sees Sylvia's hand on Charlie's knee. Here we go. She gives Charlie a bottle of wine. How are things in the kitchen? <clears throat> How are things out here? She thrusts the bottle at Charlie. Violet enters. Oh, you found one. Hooray. Settles herself on the sofa. Where did I leave my case? Charlie hands Violet her carrying case. Never leave home without it, eh, Ma? It's my lifeline, dear. Thank you. Violet opens the case and puts her vitamin bottles on the table one by one. Vitamin C with citrus bioflavonoid. Violet hips and acerola in a base of alfalfa cereal grass to maximize absorption. Vitamin E for the red blood cells. Emulsified vitamin A complex with vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Indispensable if you're cooped up for any length of time. Beta carotene, grapeseed extract, selenium, brewer's yeast. Charlie points at a bottle still in the case. That's a new one. What is it? Violet takes a bottle out of the case. Desiccated whole liver. I meant this one. Dr. Mortimer prescribed it. Valium? Violet takes the bottle away from Charlie, puts it back, and slams the case shut. It's for stress, thank you. Do you like that tree there, dear? Charlie opens the wine bottle. Violet takes out a small jar from the case and hands it to Lori. Lori, this is for you. I thought you might be able to use it. Miracle face cream. It works wonders for dry skin. You just put a little around the mouth and beside the eyes. I use it all the time. Violet. I'd give you one too, but you don't need it. She's got that English schoolgirl look. Isn't that disgusting? Uh-huh. I could just kill her, couldn't you? Uh-huh. Wee. Wee. Charlie pours her more wine. Pours more for Violet and Sylvia. What about Lori? Holding out her glass. That's a good idea. Charlie doesn't pour. I'm going to have an arrowhead sparkling water. Fine. Why don't you have an arrowhead too? Be human. Give the woman a drink. You know what they say about booze. H-A-L-T. When you are to H, hungry, to A, angry, to L, lonely, and to T, tired, halt. Thank you, Betty Ford. Dr. Mortimer says that drinking can be good for the cardiovascular system. Is this the same Dr. Mortimer who puts away a quart of scotch every time he visits? Charlie exits to the kitchen carrying the bottle without pouring Lori any. Dr. Mortimer is a specialist. To friends, the old and the new. To friends. Charlie enters from the kitchen carrying dinner plates. He starts to set the table. I don't know about anybody else, but I would like to eat. Is it dinner time? Past. Way past. I know how you like your dinner on time, Charlie. Lori glares at her. I'll be off. Lori hands Sylvia her purse. You were invited, dear. 
You were invited, Vi. And I invited you. I don't know what to think. Don't think. Go with the flow. Will I be any trouble, Lori? She's perfectly capable of managing one more, aren't you, dear? Lori looks at Charlie. Gosh, that chicken does smell good. Gosh, let's party. Hooray. Have a glass of wine. What a lovely idea. I think somebody took the bottle back to the kitchen. Lori starts toward the kitchen. Can I help you, Lori? No, thanks. We can manage. Have some dip. Lori exits into the kitchen. Charlie follows. You didn't tell me about Sylvia. Sylvia was a long time ago. How long? You don't have to shout. You're the one who's shouting. I'll do that. Give it to me. I can do it. I'll help you with that. Give it to me. There'll be a slight delay. Lori enters from the kitchen and goes to the front door. Where are you going? I'm going to borrow a platter from Mrs. Bloom. I'll help you. Thanks. You're a big help. She exits. Hang in there. (laughs) He exits. She's not going to last. She doesn't have it. Am I right? I don't know. He's on the rebound. Come on. Didn't you see the look he gave you? The terrified one? He's crazy about you. I'd like to believe that. Sylvia, go for it. He's hardworking, he's educated, he's going places, he's good-looking, he has a beautiful smile. Doesn't he have a beautiful smile? He has a beautiful smile. And he's still up for grabs. (laughs) Women don't grab men, Vi. In any sense, they would. I'll make you a bet. In a month, she'll be out that door for good. Vi! A bottle of Beaujolais. What do you say? Let me get this straight. If she leaves, I lose. If she stays, I win. If you lose, you win. Are we on? One condition. What? I don't want to lose by default. You can't try to break them up. No tricks, no interference. Are we on or not? You are so wicked. We're on. Cheers. Salute. Prosit. Come by. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Nobody knows how to drink anymore. Where have all the fun people gone? Life isn't perfect, so what? Laugh at it, dress up, drink for room service. Oysters and champagne and dancing after. Exactly, you know how to live with style. I don't know why he wastes his time on these, I think it's sex. Why? You know what I mean. Nothing lasting, she's so wrong. She can't help it, of course. Poor thing. She comes from nothing. How awful for Charlie. Exactly. I mean, look what she's done to this room. Isn't it tacky? It's a bit haphazard. A little uh, formless. Kind of tacky. Tacky. Violet picks up a ceramic dog. Tacky, tacky, tacky. Puts dog back. Looks at the throw over the sofa. Where does she get these things? Takes the throw off the sofa and puts it on her head like a scarf. Do you like it, darling? It's it's all that I have left. My babushka. Vi, put that back. Violet flings the throw to Sylvia. She sees the lacy throw on the table, holds it in front of her face as if wearing a veil, then flourishes it and sings. I'm the sheik of Araby. Your love belongs to me. At night, when you're asleep, into your tent I'll creep. The stars that shine above will light our way to love. 
you'll rule this land with me. I'm the Sheik of Araby. She tosses the throw to Sylvia. <laughs> Honestly, my sometimes you remind me so much of my mother. She was just like you. Vivacious, witty, charming. And bananas. Sylvia tosses the throw back. Kitch. Well, the tree's not bad. Can't mean that. What's it doing there? Well, professional opinion. The true? Naturally. It would look better over by the window. I think so. That spoils the view. By the picture? Or maybe by the cabinet? Here. Perfect. Shall we? This isn't our place, Val. She'll never notice. She will. We can move it back. Let's just see what it looks like. Sylvia shakes her head. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Chicken. Squawk. Can't stand it takes the tree by the trunk and starts to lift it, struggles, then puts her hand on her heart. Oh, my heart. Violet, be careful, you'll hurt yourself. She rushes over to the tree. Violet grabs it again. Quick, before they come back, get the other side. Oh, it's heavy. Don't talk, lift. You're such a weakling. Seriously, I can't do it. Move, move. Here we go. They get the tree moving. Told you we could do it. Gosh. <sighs> they let the tree down. Ta-da. Ta-da. Lori comes through the door carrying a platter. She stops short when she sees them and almost drops it. What's going on? Oh. oh. They move away from the tree. And what were you doing? Um, moving the tree, I guess. What was wrong with where it was? Um... Nothing, really. Uh, right. I'll thank you to put it back where I had it. I'm really sorry, Laurie. I don't know what we were... Vi, tell Laurie what we were thinking. <gasps> I can't breathe. Oh, no. Oh, dear. My heart, my heart. What have we done? <laughs> Laurie, help me. Lori helps Sylvia lift Violet. Easy, easy. Help me to the sofa. Here we go, here, here we go. Can't, can't, can't catch my... Charlie! Charlie! Lori exits. Don't move. Rest. Put your feet up. She takes a vial of pill out of Violet's case, opens it, gives a pill to Violet. It's your heart pill! She exits to the kitchen. Oh, oh, oh. Sylvia runs out of the kitchen with a glass of water. Here, Vi, take your pill. Drink this. Violet swallows her pills with the water, then hands the glass back to Sylvia. Oh, so cold, so cold. I'll get you a blanket. She exits to the bedroom. Charlie enters, followed by Lori. What is it? Ma! Violet falls back, out cold. Charlie runs over to her. Ma! Ma! Violet stirs slightly. Sylvia enters with a blanket and covers her. What happened? What happened? Something sure as hell happened. What the hell happened? Charlie slaps Violet's face to revive her. She insisted on moving that tree and it was too much for her. She insisted on moving the tree, Ms. Interior Decorator. How could you let her do that? Bye, please, please wake up. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. She's coming around. Oh, are you all right, Ma? Yes, yes, I think so, dear. But it's you're... just a small attack. But you were doing so well. It's this heart. How could I have let you do that? Don't blame yourself. I get carried away. She reaches for Charlie's hand. Don't be angry with Sylvia, dear. That tree's been bothering me all evening. Ma, oh, the tree was all right where it was. You can't possibly like it there. What's wrong with it there? It looks so wrong. You don't like it there, do you, Lori? 
Tell me where you want it, Vi, and I'll move it. I'll move it. I'll move it. I'm not going to discuss this. We don't have to discuss it. I'll move it. Where would you like the tree, Ma? I'm not quite sure. Um, maybe if I had something to eat first. Good idea. Why don't we get dinner on the table? I'll get dinner on the table after you move the tree. I am not going to move that tree. You were going to move it two seconds ago. You said, where would you like it, Ma? What the hell does that matter? I'm, I'm not saying that now. If I want to move so badly, I'll move it. You will not. It's my tree and I'll move it. I want to eat and I want to eat right now. I can get dinner. No. no. Children, children. Are we going to eat or not? You can, anytime. Lori exits into the kitchen, enters with the chicken in the pan, and shoves it at Charlie. Have some chicken, Charlie! My god. Violet clutches at her heart. That's it. I quit. He goes to the front door. Where are you going? Out for something to eat. He exits. Lori exits to the kitchen. Could you bring me some of that chicken, dear? Should you eat right away? Food always makes me feel better. I mean, is there a drumstick in there? Sylvia gives Violet a plate of chicken. Thank you. Have some. I've lost my appetite. Come on. Mmm, has a nice nutty coating on it. Takes her vitamins out of their bottles. A and D, C, E. You should try some of these. You need to take better care of yourself. Takes a vitamin E with her wand. Thank you for helping, dear. You're so kind. Lori enters from the kitchen, carrying a bowl of potatoes. Hands it to Sylvia. Potatoes. My dear, the chicken is delicious. Good. She exits to the kitchen. Sylvia holds out the potatoes and Violet helps herself. Potatoes? Sylvia shakes her head. Violet digs in. Lori enters carrying a bowl of salad and hands it to Sylvia. Salad. Salad. Sylvia holds out the salad bowl and Violet helps herself. Violet holds up her greasy fingers. Are there some napkins over there? Lori enters from the kitchen carrying napkins and salt and pepper. Sylvia puts the potato bowl down. Lori hands her the napkins. Napkins, salt and pepper. Puts the shakers down. So sorry, the service is slow. Aren't you eating? I'm leaving. Thank you very much. Just continue to make yourselves at home. Looks at the painting. I can't believe I ever liked that stupid thing. Starts to take the painting down. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Here, let me help you. Sylvia helps her take the painting off the wall. There. Take it with you when you go. You are going, aren't you? Or, or are you going to stay and rearrange the furniture first? Gosh. Anything else you'd like? Oh, Charlie, for example? I don't know why you'd want him. He's very hard to get along with. Charlie enters. Did you get something to eat, dear? I talked to Mrs. Bloom. Oh? I told her we're getting a dog. A dog? Not too big. A cocker spaniel? <laughs> How sweet. First the dog, then the children. I'm allergic to dogs. You won't have to pat it, Ma. It'll jump on me. They always jump on people who hate them. We'll get one that doesn't jump. Who's going to take care of it? We will. We? Who will it belong to? To us. Lori and me. To us. And I like the tree where we put it. That's fine, dear. Good. I'll be off. Thanks for dinner. It was so good. We didn't eat anything. Next time. Sylvia picks up her purse. Have some chicken. You must be starving. I am. I know I am. Charlie takes a piece of chicken. Take care of yourself. Mmm. Naughty. Suddenly, Violet turns pale, staggers, and clutches her heart. Oh. Oh.
Violet falls against the table. Ma? Fi! Call Dr. Mortimer. Charlie, please, in my case, the nitroglycerin. In my... Charlie and Sylvia help Violet to the sofa. We've got you. You're all right. You're all right. Under my tongue. She collapses on the sofa. Sylvia finds the pill and puts it under Violet's tongue. She's turning white. She's turning white. Th th this is a bad one. This is bad. Sh she'll have to go to emergency. What should I do? Call Dr. Mortimer. The number's there in the red book by the phone. Lori picks up the book. Oh. I'll drive. Wallet? Where's my wallet? Sylvia finds the wallet. Here it is. She throws the wallet to Charlie. Car keys. Car keys. He looks frantically. Sylvia finds the keys. Lori dials. Where are my car keys? Sylvia throws the keys to Charlie. Sylvia and Charlie pick Violet up off the sofa. Dr. Mortimer, please. I'm getting the service. Take her under the arms. Hold on, Vi. We've got you. I'm going to carry you, Mom. Here we go. Here we go. I'm on hold. What should I do? I'll get the door. Not the hospital, Charlie. Don't make me stay in the hospital. I'll take care of you, Mom. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. Violet grabs Sylvia's arm. Pray for me. Charlie exits, carrying Violet. Sylvia starts out. Sylvia, your purse! Whoops! Lori gives her the purse. Thanks. Will she be all right? I hope so. I haven't seen her this bad since last Mother's Day. She exits. Mother's Day? End of Act One. Act Two. Four weeks later. A couple of hospital plants with cards, a wheelchair beside the sofa, several tabloid newspapers lying about. Violet, wearing a long at-home dress and slippers, sits on the sofa. Charlie sits at the dining room table, reading. Do you miss her, dear? Yes. I hope it wasn't something I said. You know me, I don't like to interfere. I don't know what it was, Ma. What did she say? I haven't heard from her. There's no need to shout. Can we change the subject, please? Of course. Read me something. Come on. Rattles a vitamin bottle. Read me something. She puts her vitamin pills back in the case. Okay. Here's one. Woman killed by fur coat. $30,000 full-length mink comes alive and bites rich widow to death. Police are baffled. <laughs> I love it. Trash never goes out of style. Is it cold in here? I don't think so. Charlie looks at the thermostat. It's 68 degrees. He sits back down on the dining room chair. Why do you keep sitting on that hard chair? Join me, for heaven's sake. Charlie picks up the tabloid and goes into the living room. Violet picks up the empty bottle of wine. Where does it go? Through the lips and over the gums, Ma. I'm such a party pooper. I don't know why I put up with you. She continues putting her bottles back in the case. Charlie sits in the wheelchair and reads. You haven't seen my heart pills, have you? Did you leave them in the kitchen? Probably. Could you look for me, dear? Is that much trouble? Don't bother. If you need them, I'll get them. She waves him back into his seat. I don't need them right now. I just wondered why they weren't in my case. Charlie sits back down, picks up a tabloid, and reads. <sighs> I hope Mark isn't going to ring that buzzer at five in the morning tomorrow. You can't hear it when you're in the bedroom, Ma. I know, but somehow I anticipate it and I wake up. Every morning. I don't know why you have to work so hard. I enjoy it, Ma. All work and no play, you know. Violet puts the last bottle back. There wasn't a lot of salt in that chicken, was there? Did it taste good? No. There you go. I'm sorry, dear. I have to watch. 
Where was Dr. Mortimer when I needed him? On the golf course, I believe. A dreadful doctor at the hospital. Eats a piece of chicken. I knew she was bad news the minute I set eyes on her. She took my Valium. Charlie wheels the chair back and forth. wonder why she didn't think it was your heart. Of all the nonsense. And I am not going to be put through any battery of tests. Thank you very much. You need to make an appointment, Ma. Maybe she can find out what's wrong. I know what's wrong. I was the one strapped to that gurney when they were racing down the hall. I heard them scream, code blue. You heard them? I thought you were out. Charlie rolls the wheelchair around. That's the very last thing I heard. When I came to, I was in that hospital bed. I looked up, and there you were. That is not a toy. Charlie keeps rolling the chair. Ma? Charlie leaps out of the chair, moves over to her. A twinge. It'll pass. Gazes at the painting of the sunset. I love that painting. It reminds me of the house in, on Marin Drive. Do you remember that house? It was on the edge of the beach, and it had floor-to-ceiling windows facing the sea. You could sit in the front room and watch the sun go down in a blaze of orange and red. You'd swim out and buy a salmon right off the fishing boats. I'd watch, and you'd be way out there. All you could see was the ripple when your arms came out of the water. You were such a strong swimmer. Do you remember living in that house? There we were, just the two of us. I was there for a while, Ma. He was not. Sure he was. He was with us for a while, and then one night he was waiting on the beach for me. So long, son, he said. Keep swimming. Good riddance. I was always there for you, wasn't I? I took care of you, and you took care of me. Reaches over the back of the wheelchair and puts her arms around Charlie. He gets up abruptly. Is everything all right, dear? Hmm, just peachy. Could you possibly bring me a blanket when you come back? N not that acrylic one, please. Charlie exits to the bedroom. Acrylic. <sighs> Violet makes sure that Charlie's gone, opens the case again, takes the cap off an airplane bottle of vodka. It's like an igloo in here. Sylvia! Bella notte, sweetie. Sylvia! Mrs. Bloom let me in. How are the twins? Colic. You look terrible. Thanks. I was just on my way to the john. Don't let me stop you. Watch out for that fur, Ma. You may bite. Charlie exits. What was that? <laughs> you know him. A joke. It's beautiful. Sylvia models the fur for her. Do you think it's too much? You got it flaunted. My thoughts exactly. Sylvia pulls a bottle of Beaujolais from behind her back. Ta-da! One bottle of Beaujolais. For me? Hooray! A bet's a bet. I never welch. Find a corkscrew. Told you, didn't I? She left four days ago? He came home and she was gone. Oh, that chicken looks awful. Sylvia takes a piece of chicken and exits to the kitchen. It's the best meal we've had in days. Charlie cooked because it's Sunday. I've been living on crackers and pots of tea. That, that's not good for you. You know me. I don't like to complain. Sylvia enters carrying a corkscrew. She takes another piece of chicken. Hot dog. The corkscrew. Shall I? Oh, of course. Why'd she go? Who knows? You didn't interfere, did you? Of course not. No 50,000 and a beamer if you leave by sunrise? Sylvia, I told you, she doesn't have it. He looks terrible. She wasn't the first and she won't be the last. Honestly, Vi, sometimes I think you'd like Charlie to stay a bachelor. 
play your cards right, dear, and you could be the last. You'd make the ideal daughter-in-law. I, I used to imagine the wedding. You'd be in a long silk gown, pearl silk empire, I think. I'd be in violet. For Violet. Charlie enters, carrying a blanket. Gives it to Violet. Thank you, dear. Oh, Piddle, this is a... What's that? Nothing. This is lovely. Violet puts the blanket over her knees. Charlie clears the dining room table. <clears throat> Charlie? Uh-huh? Charlie exits to the kitchen, carrying plates, and re-enters. Um, Vi says your project's almost finished. Almost. He continues to clear the table. Are you planning on taking a breather? I might. I'm flying home in a week. Wanna come with me? <laughs> Made you laugh, sweetie. You always did. Violet reads the tabloids. Round trip or one way you decide. Listen to this. Serial killer. Rat poison and sugar frosted flakes. <laughs> it's good to hear you laugh again, too. You know me. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. You really scared us this time. I scared myself. I could hear the whiff of the executioner's axe. Very colorful, Ma. This is the first time I felt human in... How long has it been? Three and a half weeks. You are brazen. Just honest. Here's to those who wish us well. And, and those, those who, who don't, don't can go to hell. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this is good. Beats gallo. Not that I ever drink gallo. I don't know. People are always putting gallo down. I don't know why. Really? It's not that bad. I keep a gallon around just for emergencies. Red or white? They're both perfectly fine. I mean, it's not as if we're talking about wine in a box. Oh, I saw an ad for them. Where's that flyer? Here it is. Listen to this. Francia White Bordeaux or Zinfandel Blush in a five-liter box. Look at that. I love those little taps. You want to try some? Why not? Just for fun. Hmm? <laughs> Black Velvet Whiskey, Seagram's Gin or Run Rico Rum. Your choice, $15.99, yum, yum. Live, laugh, and be merry for tomorrow. No, well, let's not think about that. I think about being 30 sometimes give or take a year or two. And I worry about where the time went. How did I get here so fast? Don't think about it. It's too depressing. Drop it right out of your mind. Can you do that? Of course you can. Even when I was little, when bad things happened, I could just push them away. As if I always had a magic pill, I'd say poof, and they'd be gone. You're amazing, darling. Thank you, darling. Oh, girl, these are killing me. My dear girl, kick them off. No muss, no fuss. Was that a serious invitation? I just happened to have two airline tickets to Miami in my purse. I'll take one. I hadn't thought about taking you too, Vi. Tuck me in your suitcase. You'll never notice me. Lori! I've come for my things. I'll just take the tree now. But you must come back and get your things, dear. I'm sure Charlie wouldn't dream of keeping them. Um, Lori, you remember Sylvia, don't you? Sure do. Hi. Mm. I've got my dad's pickup. This is the only time I could borrow it. Is he with you? 
You'll have to help me. I'll put some shoes on. He goes down the hall. Lori stands in the entranceway. You look better, Vi. No more relapses? None, thank you. You had another attack? A small one. Nothing. Well, when? Violet waves the question away. Why don't you come in, Lori? Sylvia, well, we just opened a bottle of... Beaujolais. Sylvia picks up the Beaujolais bottle as she speaks, realizes what it stands for. I'm not staying. Charlie comes in with a pair of mismatched socks. Socks? Sees his shoes under the coffee table and pulls them out. Everybody watches. Charlie starts to put on the socks, then stops, aware that he's the center of attention. I don't really need socks, do I? Tosses the socks on the table, puts his shoes on. The shoes are on. Bravo. Let's do it. Charlie grabs the base of the tree. Lori takes the other side. Wait a sec. Where are you parked? Right out front. Good. Did you bring some rope? No. I'll ride in the back and hold on to it. You can't do that. Why not? That's dangerous. I've got some rope in the garage. We'll tie it down. It'll lie flat in the back. We don't have to tie it down. It'll bounce around and you'll ruin it. Could we just do this? It's your tree. If you want to kill it, fine. Fine with me. Lori hears her. Violet raises her glass to Sylvia in a toast. I've changed my mind. Why don't you get the rope? She's come to her senses. Small mercies. He picks his jacket up off the chair, puts it on. Jacket. Could you get me some boxes, too? Yeah, I could. I'll be right back. He exits. Boxes, dear? Lori takes off her jacket. You're right about my things, Vi. I should get them out of here. I didn't mean right now. We're, we're plotting and planning. <laughs> we were having a pleasant evening. I won't be long. Just pretend I'm not here. Picks up a tabloid. Oh, do you mind if I use this for wrapping paper? Violet grabs the tabloid out of her hand. I most certainly do. I haven't finished reading that. Fine. I'll find something else. Lori stares at Sylvia's foot, which is on a pile of newspapers. Sylvia removes her foot and Lori picks up the papers. She unfolds the newspapers. Sylvia picks up her shoes. I'll be off, Vi. We just got here. Let's have lunch tomorrow. We can take our time and plot and plan. You're not going to let her drive you out. She's just being belligerent. Lori whips the blanket off Violet's lap. I was using that. I'm sorry. It's mine, so I just took it. Well, la-dee-duh. I didn't think you liked it, Vi. That's beside the point. You're welcome to it. Lori hands the blanket back to Violet, who throws it back at I have another one in my room, where I will be, should anyone ask. Take care of yourself. I will, dear. No more relapses. So nice that someone cares. Ciao. She picks up the Beaujolais bottle and exits to the bedroom. Well. Well. Sylvia puts her shoes on. Oh, I hate putting these shoes on. My feet are so swollen. Oh, your feet swell? I thought you were perfect. Sylvia takes a compact out of her purse, refreshes her lipstick. I am, except for my shoe addiction. These torture me. Why do you wear them then? Because they're gorgeous. I saw them on Project Runway, and I had to have them. You watch reality TV? Is that a crime? Aren't you always out somewhere, going to bars, expensive restaurants, shop, shop, shopping? <laughs> no. 
a glass of wine, a bowl of popcorn, and dancing with the stars. That's my idea of fun. It's almost better than sex. <laughs> May I ask you a question? Is it a trick question? No. Okay, why not? What are you going to do? That's not a trick question. It wasn't meant to be. I don't know. I'll stay at home for a while. At home? It's all right. I love my family. Do you have brothers and sisters? <sighs> two brothers and two sisters. I'm the oldest. When I'm home, it's a bit crowded, but I, I help mom out with the kids and she appreciates that. Gosh, I don't know what I'd do with a big family. I need my space. Then you've probably noticed that this is a very small apartment. Cramped. Well, three people here. I'm gonna find me lots of space. A three bedroom, maybe, with a loft. I'd like a loft. Picks up a ceramic dog. And then, I'm gonna get a dog. The Cocker Spaniel. I can get any kind of dog I want now. I'll have a great big place, so I will get a great big dog. A Doberman, I think. Maybe a Rottweiler, an attack dog. No. I don't want an attack dog. I'll get a St. Bernard. This is my second favorite kind of dog. Sylvia gives her a Kleenex. Oh, here. Thank you. Is that why you left? Because Vi was here? No. Anything else you'd like to know? You're right. No more questions. Puts on her other shoe. We are rivals, after all. Rivals? Aren't we? You mean, may the best woman win? Is Charlie the first prize? I, I didn't mean it like that. I don't think love's a game. I hate games. Do you love Charlie? Yes. Don't you? I think he's a wonderful guy. I fell in love with him the day we met. I was temping at Rosilli's plumbing supplies and they put me on the team. Second base. Rosilli's versus Davis Construction. Charlie slid into the bag, I tagged him out. He was furious. And then he smiled. That did it. He has a beautiful smile. Beautiful. She exits into the kitchen. Charlie enters carrying a rope and boxes. It's hot in here, isn't it? Looks at the thermostat. I don't know why I think that. It's only 83 degrees, barely balmy. Turns the thermostat down. Where's Lori? Uh, in the kitchen. Her truck's wedged in. There's a Lexus in front and an old Chevy behind. Uh, the Lexus is mine. Till the end of the week. Can you move it? Happy to. Charlie, I feel like such a fool. For renting a Lexus? Idiot. I wouldn't, but I respect people who do. I feel like a fool for coming on to you like that. Oh. Vi thought you were on the rebound. From what? From me. Oh. You are so slow, sweetie. I know that. What I didn't know was that I was on the rebound. You're not. Obviously, which is why I'm very embarrassed. And I apologize. You don't have to do that. Sylvia, you're a beautiful woman. And a fox. I'm, I'm flattered. 
Are you tempted? No. So... I would have been before I met Lori. Sylvia kisses Charlie on the cheek, picks up her purse. I'll move the car. I don't know what I'm going to do with that extra ticket. Add it to my mileage, I guess. That frequent flyer stuff is something, isn't it? Isn't it? She exits. Charlie sits in the wheelchair. Lori enters from the kitchen with a roll of paper towels. Where's Sylvia? Gone. But not forgotten. Want to see me do a wheelie? No. Wheels toward her. Come and sit on my lap, little girl. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. You hate me. That's it, right? No. You don't hate me. No. I'm very smart of you. I'm a likable guy. I'm warm. I'm reliable. Dogs and children follow me down the street. I have to beat them off with a stick. I get down, little doggy. I say, I say, back, back, children. I guy. Did you get my messages? Yep. Yep. Picks up a ceramic cat. I've never really looked at this before. It really isn't beautiful, is it? It might not even be pretty. Does it matter? I don't know. What do you think? I think I don't want to talk about this. I do. Do you think it's pretty? I've never thought about it. Do you think it's pretty? No. An honest answer. Thank you. Do you like any of my things? For God's sake, Lori. Takes the cat from her. They're part of you. I care about you and I don't like being without you. Tell me what I did and I, I won't do it anymore. You didn't do anything. Then what the hell happened? I come home and you're gone, J just like that. I go to your house, your dad slams the door in my face. I go to your class, you don't show. I go to the bank, Susan says I've won the Ask the Year Award. Didn't you get my note? I don't want to do this anymore, love, Lori. I got it, but I, I don't get it. What? Why didn't we talk about it? How could we talk about anything? We were never alone. We're alone now. Are we? Charlie exits to the bedroom. Lori opens up a box. Charlie re-enters. The light's out. She's gone to bed. So, we're semi-alone. And that's not good enough. Lori puts the ceramic cat and throw in the box. Oh no. I think it's a wonderful, romantic thing for a man and a woman to be semi-alone. I used to dream of it when I was a girl. Semi-aloneness. She'll be here for a few more days. And a few more days after that, and a few more days after that, and a few more- Stop that. I'll be reasonable, for God's sake. You saw her fall. How, how could I let her go home? Charlie, think about it. Just once. Think about what? Dr. Banning told you she fakes heart attacks. She does not. You, do you remember what you told me when Vi was in the hospital? How can I remember what I said? I was upset. When you went away to university, Vi had a heart attack. You transferred here. When you went to Mexico, Vi had a heart attack. You came back. When you moved across town, Dr. Mortimer called you from the emergency room. A heart attack. You moved around the corner. So? There's a pattern here. I don't see it. You won't see it. Why did Vi fall the day she was supposed to go home? She got up too soon. No! She was up long before she was supposed to go home. She was fine. 
fine. Why just before she had to leave? What are you saying? A heart attack worked once. Why couldn't it work all the time? That's monstrous. She wouldn't do something like that. She'd said goodbye. She was at the door. Listen. My mother isn't well, and she's always had heart attacks, and, and that's just the way it is. If you can't accept that, and if you don't want to hang in, that's fine with me. <sighs> that's what you call what I was doing. Hanging in? Don't be like that. What, what if she'd gone home and had another one? What if she had... <sighs> Died? All right. Died. You'd have killed her, of course. <sighs> that's it. Isn't it? You are sharp. Sharp and cold. I never knew that. That's how you see it? Fine. I, I don't care anymore. I do. I thought we were happy. The two of us were happy. The three of us weren't. So what the hell am I supposed to do? I'm... I'm all she's got! Charlie? Oh, no. It, it's, it's nothing, Ma. What's going on? Is that Lori? Is she still here, dear? Go back to sleep. I can't sleep. I don't feel well. I need my heart pills. I can't breathe. I'll, I'll get them. You, you left them in the kitchen. He exits into the kitchen. Hello? Can you let me in? Okay, I'll leave the door open. I can't find them. Hang on, Ma, we're looking. Oh. Lori and Charlie exit to the kitchen. Violet staggers into the room. Oh, my pills. Look in the fridge. I did. I need my pills. Look in the garbage. Oh, oh. Violet clutches her heart. She hangs onto the sofa. I can't breathe. Can't. Sylvia comes oh. to the open door. Violet bends over the sofa her back to Sylvia. Sylvia is about to go to her when Violet shivers, then straightens up. It's like an igloo in here. Walks over and looks at the thermostat. 68 degrees. She turns the temperature up. Vi? Violet sees Sylvia. Then Violet drops like a stone to the floor. Charlie and Lori enter. They're not in the kitchen. Ma! Ma, what happened? Charlie! Why the hell didn't you stay in bed? Lori looks through Vi's case. Charlie? I'm here. Why am I on the floor? You fell. Oh, I'm so sorry. Puts a pillow under Violet's head. I've done it again, haven't I? It's a talent, Ma. Sylvia closes the door. There it is. Takes her jacket off a chair. I left my jacket. Lori finds the pills behind the sofa cushion. Found them. Gives Charlie the pills. I'll get you a glass of water. Lori exits into the kitchen. Charlie tries to give Violet her heart pill. Oh. Pushes away the pill. Do you know I'd better not take the pill? I feel so much better. All of a sudden. Ma? Must have been a false alarm. That's strange. Charlie helps Violet stand. Indigestion, maybe. Could it have been the chicken? He ate a lot of it. Lori enters, carrying a glass of water. Violet drinks the water, hands the glass back to Lori. Staggers slightly. And rest here for a sec. Come on. Here we go. He helps Violet into the wheelchair. Violet resists getting into it. Now I should go back to bed. I've got some things in the bedroom. I'll just grab them first, and then I'll be out of your hair. But I have to go back to bed. I won't be a sec. She exits to the bedroom. I have to get back to bed. She won't be a minute, Ma. He exits to the bedroom. 
Violet looks at Sylvia and then starts to wheel casually away. Where do you think you're going? None of your business. Violet wheels faster. Sylvia moves and blocks her way. Violet wheels away from her. Sylvia moves and blocks her way again. You don't care about Charlie. And you sure as hell don't care about me. Get out of my way. I want an apology. For what? You were going to use me to get rid of Lori. Nonsense! You wanted me to marry Charlie so you'd have someone to take care of you. What's wrong with that? You were going to run away to Miami with my only son and leave me here all alone. A woman in my condition. So-called condition. How dare you? You faked that attack. I saw you. It was a false alarm. I want my bottle of bourgeoisie back. Why? Hello, because you cheat. You can't have it. I'll go get it. You won't find it. It's all gone. Then you'll buy me another one. I won that bottle fair and square. You won it? I won it. You won it. Lori and Charlie enter. Charlie has the boudoir chair, and Lori is carrying a pile of clothes. Won what? This woman. This woman? This woman. Bet me a bottle of bourgeoisie that Lori'd leave you within the month. Ma? I don't know what she's talking about. The truth. You bet a bottle of cheap wine that my life would fall apart? It wasn't cheap. You bet you bet that the best thing that ever happened to me would disappear. That the only woman I ever loved would leave me. I don't believe it. Believe it. Violet clutches her heart. Oh, help me. She stretches her hand out to him. Don't even think about it. I, I, I can't. Mother, sit down. Points to the sofa. Sit. Violet sits. That's better. Thank you. Violet clutches her heart. I'm not buying it, Ma. That was your last and final phony heart attack. Phony? What are you saying? I'll say it again. It, it feels so good to say it. Phony, 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 phony. Call Dr. Mortimer. He'll tell you. I'm a sick woman. No. I'll tell you. When that con artist gets back from his vacation rounds at St. George's Golf and Country Club, I'm going to fire his ass. They'll lower the flag to half-mast on the 19th hole. Shame on you. As long as I can remember, I've been terrified. Please, God, I pray. Make her well. Please, God, I'll take care of her. I'll be good. Whatever you want from me. Please, God, don't let her die. Charlie, you're my son. I love you. You call that love? Every time I got halfway out the door, you'd pull me back in and slam it shut. How could you be so selfish? You're all I've got. It can't be just the two of us, Ma. Not anymore. Do you know what would happen if you held on to me? We'd end up old together and all by ourselves and in an overheated house watching the same old sun go down by the same old sea and you'd be blasted out of your mind and I, I would hate you and nothing else would ever happen. I know you're afraid to be alone. But I have to live my own life, and you've got to let me go. Well, la-dee-da. Charlie exits to the kitchen. Lori follows him off. Violet. He put salt in the chicken. Vi. Blasted. Such language. Do you think I drink too much? I don't know. Vi, did you really drink that whole bottle of bourgeois? There's a little bit left. Would you mind taking me home? Now? Not much doing here. When are you leaving town? I'm not sure. I think I'll go to Italy for a while. Fun. I hope so. Everybody leaves me. Albert, Enrico, Charlie. Charlie isn't leaving, Vi. Oh, oh yes, he is. Hey, la vida. 
You'll need a coat. She goes to the closet and takes out Violet's coat. I'll feel better in my own bed. Everything is so sixes and sevens around here. That's true, darling. So very true, darling. I can, I can get my things later. Sylvia. Yes? You're the only one who ever liked me, too. Sylvia helps Violet into her coat. I'm gonna drive by home. Charlie and Lori enter. You're leaving? I hope you don't mind. Sylvia indicates the wheelchair. Are you gonna take this? Maybe Charlie should get his deposit back on it. Can you, dear? I'll look into it, Ma. Well, we're off. Violet finally looks at Charlie. She is deeply embarrassed and afraid. He looks back. Uh, I'll drive. Thank you, dear. Lori hands Violet her vitamin case. Good night, Lori. Good night. Sleep well. You too. Violet touches Sylvia's coat. It really is beautiful. I had one like that. Rico took it when he left. Oh, he took everything. Water under the bridge. Charlie and Violet exit. Ciao, Lori. Ciao. Sylvia exits. Lori starts to pick up her things. Charlie enters. I just wanted to say that you don't have to take your things home tonight. Oh? Actually, you don't have to take them at all, if you don't want to. Oh. You could stick around for a bit. I see. I won't blame you if you don't want to stick around for the duration. What exactly is the duration? It's like life, something like that. That's a lot of Sunday dinners. We could go out. We could. We could do anything you'd like. Then there's your birthday and, and buys and Christmas and the first of May. We could work it all out. Together? That's what I'm talking about. We could get... Are you trying to say the M word, Charlie? That's it. Married. Could you go for something like that? I'd like a dog, Charlie. Ernie. Eddie. We'll get one tomorrow. They embrace. Don't ever leave me again. Promise? Promise. You'll see. Ma will behave herself. Oh, I think we'll become great friends. Really? Right after her first grandchild arrives. The end. And now I'd like to get some context about the piece from our playwright, Diane. Diane, what was the inspiration for Sunday dinner? So you had an experience similar to the events of Sunday dinner with your mother-in-law? Yes, she was a wonderful woman and charming, but she thought maybe the, the husband could marry somebody else. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so that was what my husband could marry somebody else, yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Now, I noticed you played Violet in the first production of Sunday Dinner. What was I did, yeah. 
What was it like to perform in a piece you had written? Oh, it was wonderful. It was great fun. It really um, was so nice to be part of something when you knew how you thought it could go, you know? Yeah. So it was fun. We had, and I had a wonderful cast to work with, really, really good people. Oh, I'm so glad. Now, how does this play reflect you as a writer? Um, it actually gave me a bit of a forward movement because a lot of people like this, and we produced it in Hollywood, so it kind of set me off as a writer, you know, started me off as a writer, which was, which was um, something I'm very grateful for. Great. Now, which playwrights in, in your writing career have most influenced your work? Oh, that's really a good question. And, and there are a few pieces I like. Like, I like All My Sons very much. And I like The House of Yes. Um, what else? Maybe that I have favorite plays rather than favorite writers, you know? I see, I see. Well, I'm really interested in to, to hear more about... Um, why you became a playwright. Was it the influence of Williams and Shakespeare and Sarah Rule, or, or did you have an earlier inclination to, to writing? Oh, well, I've always written. My father was a great storyteller, and you know how that sticks in your mind. And I was an actress first. I just acted all the time. And then I uh, began to write in university. That's, that's where I started. I see. And I started with uh, one of my father's story that made it into a dramatic piece, and that's um, the impetus, I suppose, for, for writing after that. I see. And, and I belong to an absolutely wonderful company. It was a radical company at the time called Toronto Workshop Productions. And we um, improvised plays from nothing on stage. It was just a fabulous uh, theater with a, this wonderful front stage. And we worked with Lobin. Do you know the Lobin movement at all? Mm-hmm, yes. Well, so that, that was really exciting. We were a very physical group. So we, we began to put plays together, and um, we all wrote uncredited. <laughs> so I really learned to write. We wrote a really beautiful piece on, on Abraham Lincoln called Mr. Bones. And we, um, this goes way, way back, got transcripts from the... Um, trial of the Chicago 7 and uh, wrote a play out of that, um, uh, members of the company would go to the, the um, uh, person who transcribed the transcripts and, and get clandestine copies and we put a beautiful play together. So that's really where I, I, I uh, learned my craft. Great. Well, what do you think in your professional career is the most difficult part of being a female playwright? Oh, just uh, trying to get produced, you know, really fewer, I don't know what the, the percentage is, but it's very much lower than male playwrights are being produced. And I belong here to the Los Angeles Female Playwrights Initiative, and we're a support group that's getting together and pushing to get more and more plays by women on the stage. We had a wonderful um, celebration on Swan Day and presented a few plays by women. That was very exciting. So, I guess we just have to keep pushing, you know? Years ago, I mean, it's probably my resume, um, I worked with the first professional women's theater in Canada. And we uh, sailed with the wind for quite a while and produced a lot of plays by women. 
but I don't know why it's just tough. Yes, absolutely, which is part of the reason why we started Lady Plays, and we're very happy to have you as um, featured on our episode, and thank you so much for being a part of this process. Oh, thank you, Lily. It's such a pleasure. Such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much, Diane. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Big thanks to our director for today's episode, Carrie Caston, Chris Gillard, our sound designer at Soundhouse Audio, Theo Tasker, our composer, our actors, Thomas Leverton, Gloria Rosen, and Rebecca Miller, and especially to Diane Grant for her fabulous play. For more information about Lady Plays and to find out how to get involved, please head to greenroomblog.com and click on the Lady Plays podcast tab, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also find both me and Lindy on Twitter at at Kate O'Fallon and at Literary Lindy. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Lady Plays on iTunes or your podcast app so you never miss an episode.